Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, we are back. It is time again for the Fall Lorecast. And I have to apologize at the opening that um, we are doing this a day later than normal. So if you're normally hanging out with us on Monday night in order to watch the live show, I'm sorry we couldn't do it last night. Uh, but we had some issues and we had to push it back to tonight. So it's a Tuesday night. That's abnormal. But the uh, normal place, twitch.tv slash robots radio. And I'm your host, Tom of Robots, as usual. And with my regular co-host and recent... Twitch affiliate, Laney, News Pandora. What's up? How's it going? Hello. It's going good. Yeah. So congratulations. A, congratulations. Yeah. I'm really doing it. <laughs> You're really doing it. You're really. So she's been streaming for like a week for like two days. She streams like, like for 50 she, hours already. She streamed like half an hour and then she hit affiliate. Just like a half no. an hour. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, tell us a little bit about that because uh, I mean that's a that's a big deal. I, I just first of all I want to congratulate you on this. It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Like you, you've just first foray into streaming, and all of a sudden you've got uh, subscribers and your affiliate and a bunch of people following you, and you're playing all sorts of fun games. How, how's that going? Really exciting um, and a little scary, <laughs> but it's mostly exciting. Um, and I'm really appreciative of everyone who has like come in. And supported in literally any way, like it, it kind of blows my mind a little bit, <laughs> more than a little bit. It's it's been great. Um, yeah, that's part yeah, of it's I've part of the playing... community. The Fallout community is is amazing. In fact, a lot of the communities that we're involved with with the Robots Radio Network, Fallout and Elder Scrolls and Cyberpunk and Dungeons and Dragons, all of these communities are so great because there's so much camaraderie around the the topics that we love, and and you guys really have been very welcoming and awesome to to Laney, So. Congratulations. That's awesome. So what were you saying? You've been playing stuff? 
Oh, yeah. So I've been playing um, uh, Skyrim a lot, which is fun because I haven't touched it in a while. Um, been going back through all the Dark Brotherhood stuff. Been playing Fallout 4, but I'm going to start playing Fallout 1 and 2 soon because I have access to them now. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a bunch of like spooky games. So we're making it through Prey right now, which is another Bethesda game, right? So it's kind of on brand. Um, what yeah. else we've been doing? Oh, Dark Souls. I'm playing through Dark Souls what? for the first time. You're f- yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I tried, yeah, to, so so I tried to get her to play Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3, and she got to like the first boss, and then she just noped out. She's like, nope, that's enough <laughs> of that game. I'm done. How old was I? This was only like a year or two ago. This was just this like, was longer than that. No, because I, I put you, the was, control in your I hand. I was still in high school. And all, Oliver's hand, I made Oliver play? No, it was like over the summer, just like a year or two ago. No. All right, it had to be well. at least three years ago now. Anyway, whatever <sighs> it was, because it was your old house. <laughs> I remember. We moved it. It was like your the- old streaming setup, like way back in the day. Mm, that was that maybe two and a half years ago okay go on go on <laughs> but anyway so my roommate Corey is like insanely good at dark souls like he has all the stuff memorized or not all of it but like he tries really hard to like learn it all learn all the things how to get all the different weapons like all the stuff you know mm-hmm. and we have some other friends who are also like equally invested in it right so like it's fun listening to them, to them talk about it and now i finally kind of understand what they're talking about yeah. So I've started Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls, the first one. Um, yeah, and then the we're going to do one, three. So I'm I just find the first, first one more one, difficult three. because the controls are better in three. But I mean, yeah, there's been it's been a little interesting to adjust to, mm-hmm. but I've been doing like fine so far. I've gone past the first two bosses now. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And I've it's only one of those things where two you, days. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you play it enough and yeah. you beat your head up against the wall enough and then take a break and then do it again, eventually you'll just muscle your way through it. It's totally possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, yeah. So well, we've been luck. streaming that. And so I've streamed awesome. like four or five hours of it now, but we just got past the second boss and now we're working towards, I mean, whatever's after that. I really don't know. I'm, I've never seen it. Crazy, <laughs> crazy insanity is what's after that. All right. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm going to have to tune in for some of those. I've, I've caught some of the streams, but not all of them. So I'll have to have to tune in for that. So um, just real, real quick, twitch.tv slash Neos Pandora, right? That's your, that's your channel. All one word. Neos Pandora. Um, so go, go check out our streams. All right. Well, let's move on because we've got two new cryptids. Well, not new cryptids, but two cryptids to discuss this episode because we've been working our way through the different cryptids. So let's move into that. All right, so this week, Lainey, what are we starting out with this week? What are we talking about? Um, we're gonna start out with the Grafton Monster. Good old Grafton Monster. So the Grafton Grafton Monster Monster reminds me of the monster in the Looney Tunes cartoons that Marvin the Martian is has to fight. There's a there's a big furry monster with big shoulders and he barely has a head. It's almost like his eyes are down in his chest. That's what the Grafted Monster looks like to me, without the fur. Maybe it's... I mean, it could be inspired by it. I think it is. I think it that actually is. Yeah. similar in description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think it is very highly inspired by it. But um, here, let's go into... Just go ahead and jump into details. Tell us tell us what you've... Uh, so, 
it, again, the, just to set the stage for this, Lainey has been working her way through Fallout 76, but of course she's been playing all these other games too, and she hasn't necessarily come across a lot of these monsters yet, but she's been doing the research around learning the background of the monsters and, and that stuff like she has on these other episodes. So she's presenting the research she's done, and I, I will be color commentating on some of my experiences. So what have you discovered so far? Because I think this is going to be very interesting for you to have all of this knowledge when you finally run into one of these things in the game. But so take, take us on a journey. What, what, do you, what do you know? In terms of there the Grafton monster, you disappeared for a second, um, but now you're back. Hi. Oh, did I disappear? Yeah. Oh, weird. I could see you just fine. Um, okay. So I'm here. <laughs> In terms of the Grafton monster, um, it, I mean, it really does come from West Virginian folklore or like legend, you know, local legends. Um, some of the other cryptids that we talk about aren't necessarily from the area. You know, they're like nearby and kind of brought in. But this one is, you know, Grafton, West Virginia. You can go there in the game. In 1964, Robert Cockrell, a reporter for the Grafton Sentinel, uh, claimed to have seen the creature while driving home. It was late at night. He was coming home from work and his headlights hit something in front of him and he slowed the car down, took a look real quick, thought it was a very large creature, zoomed home, um, got some buddies with him, went back and couldn't find anything except for um, just like kind of matted grass in the area that he was you know, where he saw the creature. Um, it's it's so, so course, funny to me I mean, that all of these, all of so many of these stories come from like the 60s. Yeah. Is that yeah, because everybody all... was on drugs? I mean, I <laughs> Is mean. Is that what it was? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so this one's kind of interesting, right? He's a, he's a reporter. He wrote a story on it afterwards, which leads me to believe that like maybe his integrity might be in question. Like maybe he made it up so that he'd have something to write about, something noteworthy. Maybe he was struggling with his job. I don't know the context, right, you know. But right. was this a was this if, a uh, yeah? Was this made up for personal gain? Sure. Right. So he saw he saw something. Right. He published an article which inspired a large monster hunt. Right. Very exciting for the people in the area. This was like a yeah. railroad town. Uh -huh. So. You know, people pass through and not a lot of people stay. So for the area itself, this was really exciting. Um, and within the next couple months, they, there's like over 20 people started sharing their own experiences with it. And he was writing about them, right? They were telling him directly and he was reporting on it. It became dangerous because people started bringing their own guns to hunt the Grafton monster. Oh, and the police had to shut it down. So people were no longer allowed to look for it. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. So all on the word of one guy, you have all of these people motivated to do this thing. All right. So this is why in the age of the Internet, people my age and younger, you know, like our generations have learned to be more mm, skeptical than, say, our parents' generations, who on the word of one dude in the middle of the night were like, oh, there's a giant monster out there. Let's go get our guns and hunt it down and stopped everything they were doing to go hunt down a monster. Like, this is the world we live in, friends. Like, don't just take somebody's word for it, even if they seem sincere and, and trustworthy. Like, be skeptical. Anyway, go on. It kind of just went on from there. Um, clearly, people in the area were no longer able to look for it in quite the same way or with the same fervor, you know? Mm -hmm. It kind of calmed down. But it became a legend. It became a cryptid at that point. 
there was a television show called Mountain Monsters that did a special on it. Oh, I was hoping you were going to um, say Mountain where Mama. They... <laughs> Mountain Mama. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I want to tell a show called Mountain Mama. But... <laughs> Mountain Mama. Take me home, Mountain me Mama. Home. <laughs> That's the best line of the song. Um, anyway, go on. Before I get DMCA'd by Twitch. <laughs> so, this this show, Mountain Monsters, claimed to have video evidence of the Grafton monster, where the monster spooks some cattle and then runs off into a tree line. I did not find this video, but I'm sure probably it's somewhere um, if you dig for it, you know? Mm -hmm. But, I, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how convincing it is. I don't know if it's like the you know, like Sasquatch, like the walking, like right. I don't know what the deal is. Right. Um mm. but you know, it's who knows? <laughs> honestly. Honestly, um, who knows? Honestly, who knows? So, you know, the police had to get involved because things got crazy. And of course people wanted an actual explanation for what was happening, right? It kind of boiled down to authorities. I don't know if that's I don't know who these authorities are. Right. Um, but Law people got back sure. to Right. People got back to Cockrell and told him that what he had seen was just a cart with some boxes on it. And that he had pulled up to it at night, seen it, you know, in the spot where it was, mm -hmm. and then thought it was something or just made it up for an article. I, and pulled away. Yeah. And of course, the, the grass was matted just in that spot. Drugs. So I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna send out this guy. This guy was on drugs. He was yeah. On drugs. I mean, he drove past a cart I mean, in the middle of the night while he was like over the moon and was like, "Oh boy, look at that Grafton monster over there! I'm gonna call the Grafton monster because that's the city I'm nearby." And then told a bunch of people about it, and it was a cart. Yeah. No, that's totally, totally. <laughs> Wandering Wastelander in chat says aliens in quotes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if anything else? About Yeah, so we can talk about um what it looks like and then get into the in-game stuff, right? That's kind of how we do these usually is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, some introduction on the history and some context about how you can identify them and then the game. Yeah. So in terms of what the Grafton monster looks like. It's large, uh, walks on two legs. It has like white, leathery, kind of seal like skin. Like the so outside like of a furry. whitewashed cardboard box? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's claimed to be headless. Mm -hmm. Like a bunch uh, of boxes without another box on top that looks like a head? <laughs> so supposedly there's like night vision footage of it somewhere i did not find it okay so, where you can yeah. see ahead okay pause internet we using the powers of the internet if anyone can find this video footage and share it on the robots radio discord that would be awesome but so somebody out there knows somebody out there. it's probably dave chaffins dave chaffins if you're listening send us a link <laughs> yeah, according to the things that i found there are multiple videos of this grafted monster so we gotta find something right mm -hmm. so you guys mm -hmm. let us know um but yeah so it's compared to sasquatch because it looks kind of humanoid in the depictions that but without a people head. have created of it which without a head yeah or just like a head really like 
you know, like, like squished no into its body. Like it's, yeah. Or like, it's kind of like skulking around, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I do. Which, in the middle just of the night like I'm hungry. the Sasquatch sightings, <laughs> just like the Sasquatch sightings, this could be, you know, the video evidence could just be a guy in a suit, right? Whether you believe in Sasquatch or not, that is an argument that like, it could just be a person in an ape suit, right? This could right. just be a person right. in a grafted monster suit. Yeah, blurry, um, blurry video is footage is extremely, is extremely convenient. You know, like, yeah. like, it's so convenient that for all of these creepy cryptids and aliens and things like that, that we never get any, like, not blurry video footage in an age, especially now, like 1960s. Yeah, you've got some, you know, very expensive camera, and it's still not good quality you know, just pulling it out real quick and try, try and get something fully zoomed in at a long distance is blurry and moving around a lot. Like, I get it. But when it comes to, say, modern technology where we all have camera phones in our pockets that are like 20 million megapixels, like, come on. Come on. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> like, somebody has legit detailed footage of any of this stuff, right? But yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, looks like uh, Nekamata found the video. Um, I'm going to pull this up and, and preview it while you continue to, to explain what's going on. Oh, you haven't popped back in with your voice yet. Come on, voice. Lainey's having like microphone Hello? days. There she is. Oh, where sometimes it doesn't pop in. It does this every time that we do this. I don't I don't know what that's about. I don't know. Um, I'm going to keep trying to fix it, though. Just not while we're streaming. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, some more facts facts take that as you will facts. about the grafton monster in terms of how it behaves uh in a real life setting it is carnivorous so it is a threat if it exists watch out um and in real life it's said to let out a low whistle while stalking prey i don't know who has had experience with this thing stalking it but yeah and how okay. do they know it's carnivorous <laughs> if it doesn't have a head <laughs> yeah, wait, what does it eat with? What does it it's eat like with? It's like a sea slug. It just has one orifice for everything. It's just like a hole on the top of the neck, and it just kind of uses its big, <laughs> big hands and just kind of shoves things down the hole. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the video footage. This is really cool, Nekamata. We'll share this on the Robots Radio Discord. I would show it on the stream, but it's so uh, blurry and shaky, and uh, the resolution, like the the video, like YouTube resolution, is is really rough. There's just not a lot of contrast. That is very hard to see it in the regular video. Being recoded through this stream, you you wouldn't be able to. It just looks like a forest. You're not going to be able to see it. But um, we'll we'll definitely share it on the uh, the Discord. So pop into the Robots Radio Discord. Check out the link. Is this the cattle one, or is this something else? This is uh, yeah. I think there's cattle in this one. Um. Yeah, they're, they're, it's nearby cattle. It's like a big, what looks like a tall creature walking through the woods behind uh, an area where cattle is. And a bunch of country dudes looking at a laptop. <laughs> watching the video on the laptop. Anyway, go on, go on. Let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this topic up and move, move on. Yeah, so in-game, um, the backstory is, of course, not the same as real life. It Almost never is. So in this case, we get to talk about West Tech, which we know as the researchers that created the forced evolutionary virus. So FEV. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so 
in that vein, they've been doing lots of genetic experiments, and they, unsurprisingly, created the Grafton monster. Surprise! Before the bomb drop, this I think there was knowledge that this monster existed, or they had to either create it in the image of a monster that already existed. Maybe it was the goal? I'm not sure, because mm. back in the day, during the Grafton Day Parade, before it was, you know, the, the Appalachia that we all know and love in the wasteland, mm-hmm. um, people would dress up as the Grafton monster. So it, it must have been like either local early legend. experiment, like something that got loose during early experimentation with the FEV. We actually know when it started entering the world, and it wasn't until the bombs dropped. Mm. Because on the day of the bomb drop, bomb drop, bomb, uh, bomb it was sedated dr- and transported. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. They were trying to transport it to a new facility to keep it safe. They didn't know that the bombs were dropping yet, but it was uh. just that's what it was doing. And when the bombs fell, the driver was blinded. You know, the, it was a nuclear detonation, sure. and the creature got free. Which at that point, it entered the environment. So um, this must have only been one of them, though. Like, that sounds like um, some information about how one of them got loose based on, you know, the things that are in game. But there's more than just one. And maybe they've been reproducing somehow. I don't know with what, because they're missing all sorts of body parts. Um, but like or or the FEV turns something into these, just like it turns certain types of people into super mutants or whatever so um well so we know that there's different kinds of the fev right so there's a certain kind that creates super mutants in dc there's a certain kind that creates super super mutants in appalachia there's different ones and the same goes for other creatures right all the creatures we encounter in the games are affected by different things Mm -hmm. so it's the same case here where i mean maybe it really is just whatever whatever the grafton monster is created out of Maybe well, there just are more of them. <laughs> let's let's uh, just a quick little speculation moment here. If you have a uh, organization like West Tech that's trying to develop a, the FEV in order to create super soldiers, then they're looking to increase muscle mass, size, aggression, those kinds of things. If they're working on that virus, then maybe they've been experimenting it with it for decades, and certain test subjects have gotten loose in the past, thus the Grafton monster. It also makes sense that something that looks like the Grafton monster would be something that was increased in size, increased in strength, increased in aggression, somehow lost its head, who knows. Um, But that seems like a early version, and this is just speculation, but it seems like the potential for an early version of the virus that went too far, that turned turned you into this behemoth of a uncontrollable thing rather than a super soldier. And when they tuned it back some, they ended up at something closer to a super mutant. So just some speculation from, from my end on that. That's some really interesting speculation. I like the idea that maybe it was just a mistake. You know, not something that they did intentionally. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think we'll have, to, we'll have to see what else is revealed because what's cool, and this is one of the things we learned from talking to the developers, is that they, they build out stories for all of these things and then they delete parts of it. So they've created 
the justifications, but sometimes those justifications get removed from the world, just like real bits of information get removed from the world. So all there is is room for speculation. So if I was to piece this together, that's kind of what makes the most sense to me from the perspectives of the different things going on in the world. But it very well could be something else. So very cool stuff. Um, I can't wait for you to run into one of these because they're pretty awesome. The first one I killed, I had to cheese into a uh, bridge. It got stuck in a bridge and I was able to keep shooting it until it died. Um, but yeah, this is back before they did the whole level balancing thing. So this guy was way above my level and I was able to shoot him with like, I don't know, 50, 100 bullets in order to try to get him killed because he was stuck under a bridge. So yeah, anything else about the Grafton monster? Or should we move on? I mean, so for, you know, in the real game, I, like you just said, haven't really run into one, but I know that you have, um, and I assume you know about the Grafton Day event where you can, you can find one and the parade is happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? So there's, uh, yeah, there's a parade. Well, there's a few things that happen in Grafton. Uh, the mayor is a robot. There's a parade that goes on. There are some people uh, picketing with signs um, and they become ghouls and they're now running around. There's a bunch of super mutants that live in the town. And then during the parade, the Grafton monster shows up and that's that's exciting. So um, it's a whole big thing. I'm sure if you've visited Grafton, you've probably run into this. Uh, it, it happens pretty regularly in the town. Um, so, yeah, so cool stuff. Uh, we have some things to hit before we get to the second half of the show where we will be talking about the Snallygaster, another fun cryptid. Uh, so let's go ahead and move into the middle of the show, and we're going to thank some of our patrons and talk about some of the reviews. So here we go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. General Atomic's finest, still eager to serve. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is the most middly part of the entire podcast, where we thank our patrons. And this week, because it is the week after the patron chat episode, I will be calling out some of our newest patrons in order to thank all of our newest patrons for being there to support the show. And Lainey and I appreciate this greatly. Uh, you are now supporting both of us by supporting the Patreon in order for us to be able to do this every week and bring you new information and lore and, and talk about stuff going on in Fallout. So this this week, back in October, let's talk about last month, we have a few new patrons who signed up. Uh, David A., Stephen P., Kather Knoxblood, which is a great name, and Azen. Thank you to all of you for being new patrons to the Patreon. And if you are interested in helping support the show, getting ad free episodes of the show, getting episodes a day early, 
uh, even joining us on the the special Discord channels on the Robots Radio Discord and getting to guest with us and on regular episodes of the show at the end of every month. Go there. Go to patreon.com slash lorecast. Check out all the different tiers, see what you get for each one. And we would very, very much appreciate your support helping to bring this to you every every week. Um, also, uh, one of the other ways that you can help support the show is through leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts because lots of people check out Apple Podcasts. They listen to the show on Apple Podcasts. They also look at Apple Podcasts in order to determine if they want to check out shows because it has the most uh, easy to access set of reviews and those kinds of things. So regular reviews on there is very important for us to show up on the list when people search for people to see that new reviews are still coming in, people still like the show, that kind of thing. So very, very much appreciate you guys taking the time time to drop some reviews. Let's, uh, I got a few that we can read through from last month. Um, I'm just going to try to burn through these really quickly. Uh, at slg.tv from the U.S. says, great job, thumbs up in the in the title. They actually worked in a thumbs up in the title. Uh, five stars, plug So Live Gaming on Instagram, lol. <laughs> so go check out So Live Gaming, I guess. I don't know that that works, but okay. Appreciate the five stars. Then we have David Doe from Canada who writes, amazing podcast, five stars. Wish I found this when it started. Amazing podcast can't get enough. Thank you, David. Then we have, some might call me Tim from the United States, for anybody who's fans of Monty Python. Uh, For Fallout fans, exclamation mark, five stars. Love this podcast and often listen to it while playing Fallout. I've heard a lot of people do that. That's very cool. Then we have Chef Robert K., from the United States who writes amazing this podcast makes my workday go by so much faster great knowledge and love your thoughts well, thank you chef <laughs> glad to, glad to have you as a listener and a reviewer then we have calcimite from the United States who says sweet like simple syrup like a fancy drink I guess Tom manages to make the complex lore sound so easy to understand to any fallout fan under the sun whether it's just the casual player or the diehard like myself it helps getting through the workday when listening to his podcast. Simply said, this podcast is a must if you're a fan of Fallout. Well, thank you very much, Calcimite. Uh, two more. Story Hobbit writes uh, from the U.S. writes, Love me some lore. I'm only a casual Fallout player, and I still love this podcast. It really increased my interest in the franchise, and I can't wait to get back into it. Sounds like you two like double-teamed us there, because one of you guys was like, I'm the casual one, and the other one was like, I'm the hardcore one, but we both like the show. So, very cool. Uh, that works. And then we have the last one, Everyday Eddie from the U.S. who says, Love Fallout, love this podcast. This podcast is what brings Fallout lovers together. I love listening to this when I'm going to bed and dream a nice nuclear wasteland dream. Well, I'm glad that that helps you sleep because that sounds horrific, but, you know, pleasant at the same time. Isn't it such a weird thing? To like love the love the world and be like, oh, this is so fun. I love playing this game. And yet it being such a terrible, horrible place all at the same time. It's cr- kind of crazy. All right. But thank you to everyone who takes the time to leave a review, to sign up for the Patreon, and even to just tell your friends about the show. That is absolutely the best way to help us continue to grow this show to make sure that we can keep doing it. So thank you for being there. And thank you, everybody, for all of your support. All right, Lainey, we are to our next cryptid, the Snallygaster, and I have a feeling because the Snallygaster looks pretty weird. I mean, it is it is a weird looking cryptid like we were talking the Grafton monster, which is a big kind of headless 
humanoid shape and we've got you know we've got other cryptids like the uh, sheep squatch was kind of humanoid shape but like big stand-up sheep and you know other you know wendigos like big kind of humanoid shape right snallygaster not so much what's going on with the snallygaster what's snally doing in actual uh lore legend history uh the snallygaster goes way back farther than most of these other cryptids it actually comes from 1700s german immigrant folklore Mm -hmm. uh from germans who lived in the frederick county maryland area Okay, were they so were pause claiming? real quick. Pause, okay. pause. Yeah. I still think these guys were on drugs. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not the 60s, but they're still drunk or at least on drugs <laughs> or something. Some at least drunk or on drugs. I don't know. Go on. There's actually that's funny because there's there's a part in this where someone was definitely drunk, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. So <all> right. <laughs> they claim to see a creature that was half a bird, half reptile sometimes described as dragon-like, occasionally tentacled. Cthulhu. Uh, and it, sometimes it sucks people's blood like a vampire. They, they were seeing Cthulhu. They, you know, I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And supposedly it lives in caves. Okay. <laughs> so right. you can get an idea of where you would encounter it and what it would look like. And also if it com- comes at you, it's been quoted... I don't know by who mm-hmm. to screech like a locomotive whistle. So imagine a snallygaster running out you, sounding like a train. Is that what's happening in the background? Because I definitely hear something in the background. It's <laughs> ended. I, <laughs> was that a locomotive? Somebody's car was going crazy. That, I was like, oh my god! Something the snallygasters are going to get me. <laughs> oh no, they're coming for you. Okay. So other side note: <laughs> locomotives didn't. Well, Germany in the 1700s. When were locomotives invented? After that, but there have been, there's more recent accounts of snallygasters. This isn't just an old timey thing. So that means locomotives sound, the sound of a locomotive was modeled after a snallygaster. Because it came You're really coming at it with some uh, red That's some good logic. (laughs) There's some good logic there. Go on. So, in... The early 1900s, it made a resurgence. So 200 years later, that's an old snallygaster. There was another like snallygaster craze happening. Mm -hmm. So it actually got pretty crazy, actually. So people were seeing it. It was showing up in newspapers and the Smithsonian Institution, like the Smithsonian museums that you find in Washington D.C., were offering a reward to anybody who could capture one. And not only did the public enjoy this, but President Theodore Roosevelt himself postponed an international trip to try and hunt himself a snallygaster. Of course he did, because if any president was going to go hunt a snallygaster, it was Roosevelt. It was Theodore Roosevelt, who was like, mountain man, I'm, you know, like, I'm going to leave the office early this Friday, my dear, because I'm heading out into the, the northern wilderness in order to slay a bear, you know, like that. That was Theodore Roosevelt, right? So of course he did. Like, yeah, if any president did, it was him. Could you see? Could you see freaking Trump trying to hunt a snallygaster? Two two things. Two things come to mind. One, he probably would believe that it exists. But two, physically incapable to hunt it. Go on. Well, Theodore Roosevelt 
sounds like quite the the enemy, the predator for this Naliaster, right? He was committed. He oh, dude, he would he would have murdered the thing pod. for sure. Yeah. But the Staligaster actually has its own enemy. Uh-huh. The Dueo. The what? Which is referred to as the Maryland Wolfman. And it truly is just a wolfman. And apparently these two go way back. There so, are accounts of them battling each other for hundreds of years. Like kaiju? Sure. <laughs> Like, are these the kaiju of the northeast? So, wait, wait. Multiple thoughts. Kaiju battle. Second thought. Dueo. Dueo. Is that what that song's about? Daylight coming. We want to go home. Because you got to go home because the dueo comes out during the day instead of at night. That's what makes it different than a werewolf. <laughs> Laney doesn't know what That's to do. One. Laney does not know what to do with my dumb speculation. <laughs> All right. Go on. So, <laughs> um, in the early 1900s, and I'm talking like 1909 is when this started coming back. It's not like 1920s. Like, this is 1909. Like, we're getting into it. And there were a bunch of sightings real quickly. Supposedly, one was found roosting in a barn in West Virginia, which is what ties it to the area. Well, the, okay. um, But there were also... Another thought real quick. Jumping in one more time. By 1909, there were lots of locomotives. Maybe people were confused. They just saw a really big rooster and heard a train. And they were like, oh. They're like, oh, Snallygaster. it must be a Snallygaster. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> so they found them in, in West Virginia in a barn, supposedly roosting, which means it was living there. I don't know why there aren't more. Is this just another owl thing? This? So, like, going back to the previous shows where, like, know, so many people think that, like, that they saw an owl, <laughs> but they were drunk, and so they thought it was a cryptid. This, I think this might be another one of those. Probably. So, yeah, they found one in West Virginia. They had reports in New Jersey. They had reports in Ohio, and then continued to have more reports in Maryland, which is where it's traditionally from. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, for 20 years, radio silence. No more Snallygaster. That's when. And then, that's when. That's when railroads went away. No more railroads after that. <laughs> no more railroads. All They're gone. just gone. gone. We definitely don't have trains anymore. Nope. What? I've never seen a train before. <laughs> nope. No trains. That's trains were erased. <laughs> then. So, fast forward twenty years, and suddenly in Maryland, you start getting Snallygaster sightings again, and somebody. Here's where the drunk part comes in. Hmm. Some people believe. That the body, the dead body of mm-hmm. a Snallygaster mm-hmm. was found inside a 2,500 gallon vat of alcohol in a moonshine still and was disposed of by undercover government agents. So I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say that alcohol had nothing to do with this one. Nothing at all. Nothing it to do. Have. Nothing to do with this one. <laughs> That sounds super weird. Why would you put a Snallygaster in a vat of alcohol? 2,500 gallons. That's not that big. I mean, it's pretty big. It's like a big I didn't fish tank. I did add this to the notes, but I actually have even more details on this in particular. Uh-huh. Where supposedly people really believed that like Snallygasters, there's like one at a time. 
and they live for like a certain period of time and then the next one you see is like it's offspring so people were like the one in 1909 that's uh-huh. like the Snallygaster. Right. And then 20 years later, it has baby Snallygaster, and that one's dead in a vat of alcohol. So it's got like, it's like asexual reproduction. Or maybe it's like Santa Claus, where like the one retires and then someone else becomes the Santa Claus. And you can't ever have more than one Santa Claus. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like Tim the Toolman. Like that. Like Santa it's Claus goes, like goes and visits Tim the Toolman tool and is like, ho, ho, you're the new Santa Claus. And Tim the Toolman's like, oh. And then Santa Claus is like, sorry, it's on you now. And then all of a sudden he becomes fat and has a beard. And he's like, the, that's what those movies were about, right? Tim the Toolman becomes Santa Claus. But actually, it's just a metaphor for being a Snallygaster. Yeah, it's it's really the story of Snallygaster, but it was too scary to make into a holiday film, so they turned it into Santa Claus. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's Now we can weird. talk about the thing yeah, <laughs> that ties these two cryptids together. Okay, yeah. So what is um, what is the connection think... here? Because this is I you you hinted at this at the beginning, right when we were getting ready. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Grafton Monster, nineteen sixties, Snallygaster, seventeen hundreds. They look very different. Like, what? Okay, what is what is the through line here? What is the what is the red string you've connected on your on your pin board? It's not as interesting as you just made it seem. This is only this. We're reaching the end game part here. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. this is what Fallout has done for us. Good old Bethesda. Thanos is the connection. End game. (laughs) End game. (laughs) Um. So, good old Bethesda has tied this string for us that has connected the Grafton monster with the Snallygaster mm. because, mm-hmm. and I'm sure some of you are already feeling it, yeah. this is another West Tech genetic creation. This is another little masterpiece of theirs. Yes, it is. Um, they created it with the intention to release this nasty creature into the world. They were maturing it in the lab to grow it up. And unfortunately, it just escaped on its own before they were ready. Yes. I remember um, very early on in Fallout 76 coming across the West Tech facility and learning about this, like reading through the research at the time and having already run into a Snallygaster, which are disgusting when you come across them and they like multiple eyes all over their bodies and all of the eyes move like even after they're dead. And I don't know if that's a glitch in the way the, the Snallygasters work or that's supposed to happen. Super gross. Um, yeah. Found out like they made these things and released them. And I was like, oh, that sucks. These people are sucky. <laughs> this what are you doing, West Tech? It's my bad, actually, because I forgot to talk about what they looked like. And I mean, it's definitely that is one of the strongest, most interesting things about these guys. Yeah, all the eyeballs. amongst all the other stuff about the moonshine and the seventeen hundred, all of that mm-hmm. is just the way they look is atrocious. Well, I guess it they makes have- sense based on the description that you had, like this idea of something that's kind of bird-like and like a dragon. They've got these elongated bodies, uh, these but also a reptile. Reptile, yeah, reptilian with the snout yeah. and the teeth and the. Like, I wonder, are there fins on part of the back? And then, like, these... There's some really incredible, like, 1700s drawings of these creatures that are not the Fallout version that Mm -hmm. are really interesting to look at. There's one I saw that had, um, it had, like, a long neck and its mouth was open, kind of like a beak, but the tendrils, the tentacles were coming out of the mouth. Yes. It was really interesting. They're really cool looking. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But in Fallout, it has two arms with three claws each, right? Kind of like a dinosaur. And two other small limbs growing out of its back. Uh, no face. No face. No face. But a very large mouth with an acidic tentacle tongue, right? Pulling that in. Mm-hmm. And at least 40 eyes down its back. I didn't realize there were oh. that many. But that is a lot. And to make it even, even grosser. Uh-huh. Apparently, they're very stinky, <laughs> which is a really common thing with all these cryptids is that apparently they just all smell nasty. Well, I mean, cryptids don't wear deodorant, so. That's fair. You know what? You're onto something. I mean, Cryptid deodorant, you, here we can, come. Can you blame them? I mean. <laughs> they live a pretty rough life, these guys. Can you imagine? Yeah. All right. Here on the screen. <laughs> I'm putting on the screen right now. Snallygaster. It's holding a barrel. It's got uh, little wings. It's got a very long tail, a beak, and one eye on its face with a bunch of tentacles coming out of its beak mouth. And the, the old one that I mentioned? Gross. The old one that you mentioned? Um, yeah, is this an old one or is this like a... Oh, no, no. This is a more recent uh, drawing of it. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm, 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 gotcha, I'm looking, I'm looking gotcha. some more. Yeah, but uh, maybe I'll find one that looks really, really old. But I think it's probably based off of that. Yeah, super, super gross. All right. I'm taking off the screen now. If you're interested in seeing this, uh, check out the video on uh, the Robots Radio YouTube channel when that goes up. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I do have a few more little, little details. All right. Uh, just to round it out. But then this is it. You know, you got the bulk of the information already. You know, they look kind of disgusting. They smell kind of disgusting. And unfortunately, they like to travel in groups. <laughs> so you get a whole lot of them at once. And sometimes it's just like two... Sometimes it's like three, but sometimes it's like seven. You know, you just, you never know what you're going to get. And they make these little clicking noises and mm-hmm. they like to hang out in highly irradiated areas. So just imagine you're like in the wasteland, you're wandering around, your little, your little Geiger counter thingy just goes crackle, 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 crackle. And then you hear like, and you turn around. <laughs> it's a freaking snallygaster, but not just one. A whole bunch of them, and they smell like garbage. <laughs> what <laughs> like do you do? Garbage, <laughs> and they sound like a locomotive. <laughs> they're just screaming at you, and they're just yeah, yeah. And looking at you gross. with all their eyes, you know, like chameleons, right? They have two eyes, and they kind of look around separately. Uh-huh. But you, you know, you're in danger if they both lock on you because that means that they're gonna hunt you. Yeah, I hate being hunted by chameleons. Isn't it the worst? <laughs> That's the worst. But imagine 40 of them. <laughs> yeah, 40 of them. Uh, I was wrong. It's not a fin on its back. It's like little uh, little pokey spines um, on the actual on the one in the game. Do you see the little arms coming out of his back? They're like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Pretty gross. Um, yeah. Now, I've run across these guys multiple times in game. Um, yeah, super gross, and I'm, I'm believe me when I say that I'm not surprised they stink. <laughs> like they look like they probably smell terrible. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, is that it? Anything else about good old Snally? Uh, Snally's wrapped up. We got a Grafton monster. We got our Snallygaster. We've only got one cryptid left, and one that cryptid. one actually, I, my intentions for the next episode. Are mostly mostly Fallout and the cryptid related, but there's actually some interesting points about 
the the creature itself and having the creature in games yeah so we're doing the wendigo um and there's there's a lot there's controversy going into that let's just yeah, let's just put it out there there's controversy it is it's contra- controversial and for good reason frankly uh but it's really important i think to talk about and address because not only does fall it's like fallout does not it's not the only franchise that has fallen into this kind of this this thing this thing that happens where they they turn a, something into a monster that isn't supposed to be a monster, you know? Well, it also depends on which tradition you pull from, right? Right. Like, are you right. pulling from the, the like, the native tradition, or are you pulling from the just American cultural tradition of this being a, a creepy monster, then people, you know, m- create roadside stops with, you know, and sell things about it, you know, like, it's, it, it depends, right? Um, which is why it's, it's, a, it's a difficult topic. So, we'll, we'll address all of that on the next episode. And, uh, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Lainey. That's great research as usual. And to any of our listeners, we'd love to hear your thoughts on any of these cryptids uh, on the on the Robots Radio Discord. Come chat with us about that. Or on Twitter or wherever else. You guys know how to reach us. And Lainey, is there anything else going on that you want to talk about before we get, get going? Before we wrap up? Um, if anyone in the community wants to join another community and make it just as lovely and awesome i have my own discord now mm-hmm. that already has a lot of overlap so if you guys want to jump in there feel free no pressure but like it's fun we got some memes we got lots of game sections we can play games together bring your memes um, and if anyone wants to like hang out on a stream with me i really love like the idea of incorporating people through the discord in my game streams you know we can do a little we can do what we are doing with this podcast right now, but in a stream. We don't have to use your face. You can just do, use your voice. You know, no pressure. Sure, play but games together. To do that, Hang it's out. fun. Have fun. That's what. That's what. That's the reason why I started the show to begin with was to build community and and people who love talking about these things and hanging out. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm I'm so glad you're putting all that together. And um, it, I also think it's really cool too because I'm you know older and you're younger, and so we have kind of a span of ages. So obviously, if they're if they're people that are you know, more you have more in common with Lainey than they do with me, and you guys want to hang out and be friends, then go for it. You know, that's awesome. Also, if I'm ever streaming and playing games, and you guys are also welcome to hang out with me t- too, even if you like or or you know don't mind hanging out with an old man, then uh, <laughs> yeah, Overland Gamers showing his age on stream. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, I'm I've got you beat. I've got you beat, buddy. Got you beat. Um, but yeah, but we're both there. We're both there. It doesn't matter how old or how how young you are. We're happy to be friends and hang out with you guys online. So come hang out with us. Um, I've been doing a thing where Elaine's been streaming more. I've been streaming more. I've been walking on a treadmill. I'm trying to do this in the mornings. I've been somewhat successful at it. The more people come and hang out with me and force me to be there on time and to actually do it in the mornings, the more likely I am to keep up with it. So please, please show up. And be there and help me and ask me like where were you and then I'll be more like oh okay fine I'll do it um, but yeah so twitch.tv slash robots radio in the mornings around 10:30 ish usually by about 10:30 ish I am streaming live that's Eastern time zone so it's uh 7:30 Pacific so maybe if you're just waking up in the Pacific time zone 
and I will be, yeah, I will be walking on a treadmill, playing games like Fallout 76 or whatever happens, what else I happen to be playing that morning, and hanging out with you guys and chatting, and there's stream loots cards that you can get on the stream. You can buy them with the points you get on the channel for just hanging out in the channel, so, but you can also spend money on them and help support the stream. Um, and some of the, those cards include things like making me speed up the treadmill or <laughs> making me do push-ups, so you guys can totally make it harder on me, which would be... Hilarious, especially if I fall down while trying to play games and walk on a treadmill at the same time, which is harder than it sounds It's 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 hard especially when your character is moving sideways and your feet are moving forward it messes with your brain It's a little weird um, enough. So, it's hard enough to talk and stream at the same time sometimes like yes. play the game and do the talking it oof. right multiple adding another motor function into it Yeah, mm -mm. brain multitasking <laughs> super super weird stuff Super weird stuff. So um, come hang out with me, do that stuff. Also, uh, thank you to everybody who has jumped by the stream, has shown up during the live stream, who has contributed either through a sub or bits or whatever. For the last three months-ish, I've been um, taking all of the money that I've been making doing the streams and putting it into a pile that I will be donating to represent.us today. Tonight is the election, so this is the end of my like for charity period and I, I don't have the final tally but i do know that it's going to be over 200 dollars that has been raised through my stream and you guys just being here to support what we're doing on this channel and the things that i do and that is amazing and represent.us is an organization that fights corruption in the government so i don't care if you're a republican or a democrat or a libertarian or green party or whatever if you're an American, then you do not want corruption in the government. This is something that benefits everybody. So thank you so much for being here and supporting the stream. And uh, I'll, I'll share some posts and things when I when I get that donation sent off. Um, I've got to tally up all the all the different stuff, but it's definitely over 200 bucks at this point. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, anything else going on, Lainey? I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're done. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here live with us. And if you haven't been able to be here live, thank you for listening in your ear holes. And we will be talking at you again next week. And until then, try not to drink too much when you're driving past things on the side of the road and you think they're a monster. What are you doing? Drinking and driving's illegal. Be safe, wastelanders and vault dwellers. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, including our tier 5 patrons, Firewriter and Wessasaurus Flex, and our extra special tier 6 Liberty Prime patron, Azen. Your support is more than I could have ever expected, and I extremely extremely appreciate it thank you so very much you've been listening to a robots radio podcast smart shows for interesting people check out all the shows at robotsradio.net 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 